it out now. All right, episode 12. We're heating up. Playoffs coming up in two weeks. Big dog, what's going on? Not a whole lot. It's getting real hot in here, man. And the muck <laughs> just keeps getting muckier. Yeah, it keeps just getting thicker and thicker. Ooh, we are in the slime, baby. I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I have, um, for pretty much the whole episode today, I've, I've, I've unpacked with two weeks to go. I tried not to get too upfield to next week because – Right. Like next week, we'll know the specific situations of if who wins and who loses, we'll get into the playoffs. So I tried not to get too upfield with that, but mm-hmm. we're going to unpack the playoff situation uh, pretty much as granular as possible, um, which will be fun. I started at Gravy and went all the way up to myself uh, with some analysis. There's there's more more detail in some teams than other because it's kind of straightforward for some guys yeah. and really comp or more complicated for others. But the end all be all is there is a situation. I really want to start with this. There's a situation where, or a scenario where the muck could be fucking absurd going into <laughs> next week. There could be, there's a scenario where there could be five teams from eighth place to fourth place, eight, seven, six, five, four, that are, <laughs> that are seven and six, that are seven and six. And then gravy would be right below all five of those teams at six and seven. <laughs> that is a possibility, <laughs> which would be insane. <laughs> that's um, unreal. Yeah. So that's, that's a good way to start us off. I don't, I haven't actually looked um, at what happened last night how that's going to um, affect any of the matchups like going towards that, like just Supreme, like basically that would make the muck cement. It's just like, you can't move mm-hmm. <laughs> quicksand. And, someone's going to die in it. Yep. Um, but it's, it's crazy. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks, the whole season, how the end of the year, it could get, really crazy and here we are and the possibility is there mm-hmm. um all right let's see so you want to shall we dive into it um i guess we can do uh we don't need to do anything on thursday night games i guess we can shout out like one or two things that happened well if you want to pick matchups at the end we can do it then oh yeah okay yeah sure then let's let's dive in dude let's just dive head first into the muck all right we're gonna start at the bottom we're gonna work our way up and just for super clarification we're looking at each person's best case scenario and if you're rooting for them this is what you want to happen correct yeah so good thank you for let's lock and load yeah for for aligning me there the segment is who should you root for who do i root for Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go team by team um and we're gonna First, we're going to talk about the team, and then at the after we kind of dive in, look at the scenario, I have some notes on who you should root for team by team. Um, so that's the segment, and we're going to start with Gravy, who's currently ninth. He's at the bottom of the mud. He's got, like, if you were to try and paint an image, it's like Baloo in Lion or uh, in Jungle Book, where he's got, like, the straw coming out of the water. That's, like, gravy. He's, like, underwater, <laughs> but there's a straw coming out so he can breathe. <laughs> just, like, clinging, just, like, clinging to Ross's and Falcoholic's ankles, right? <laughs> that saved me. It's like, they're trying, to, they're trying to shake him off, but he's, he's <laughs> still got a grip. Um, okay, so here's the situation for gravy as it stands right now. He's got, he's playing you this week and he's got me next week. Uh, he absolutely has to go two and zero. um, on top of going two and zero this week, uh, he needs a Falco loss, right? Falco is playing dad. So he needs a Falco loss. Um, he would love a, a Ross loss as well. Um, or would he? We'll kind of get into that and as I get deeper into it, because there with two weeks left, there's so much, so much that could possibly happen. 
yeah. but for this week, what gravy, I, I guess in a perfect world is looking for in the shortest of terms one week is to beat you mm. and for Falco to lose. Right. Right. Uh, so Falco loses, he wins that ties them up at six and seven. He moves up. Same thing with a Ross loss. Um, so if he's, if he's looking for someone to root for their fats versus Ross, which is also mm-hmm. a matchup, he's rooting, uh, for fats. So say dad and Ross lose that puts gravy tied with both of them at six and seven. He currently owns about a 70 point advantage on both those teams. So he's in seventh place, uh, without, so he's in seventh place. I go to the last person that gravy needs to root for, which is HTA. And we'll just start it off by saying that everybody in the muck is rooting for HTA because Mm -hmm. Ben is PF2. HTA is playing Ben. Ben is PF2. The more Ben wins, the more he just like skyrockets up the standings. Um, ben is a fucking pipe bomb that can go <laughs> off if he if he moves up with us in the standings. Because yeah, I mean he he is. I mean, there's a very real possibility that he ends up in fourth place. Um, mm-hmm. But so for for gravy, before we get ben. into the to the semantics of it, gravy. You're rooting for dad versus Falco. You're rooting for Ross versus Fats. And you're rooting for, oh, I'm sorry, you're rooting for Fats versus Ross. And you're rooting for HTA. Okay. Now there's, like I said, I, I wanted to try to knock it two upfield, but I couldn't help but, but see this. So for Gravy specifically, Ross beating Ryan is actually not the worst thing that could happen. Uh, because that would put both of those teams at seven and six. And then if gravy is six and seven, then he is one game back of both of them. Fats Mm -hmm. is currently in the playoffs. So it's a little for Ross versus fats for gravy. I think you're rooting for, for fats because he wants to pass Ross, right? That's the closest person to him, but in a choose your own adventure game for gravy, it's not the worst thing in the world to thicken the muck from the from top Mm -hmm. to bottom because that just opens up more spaces right and if we're taking we're assuming that if he that he beats you in this scenario because he needs to win if he loses to you it's all over for gravy but Mm -hmm. if he beats you that puts you at seven and six and then if ross were to beat ryan that puts both of them at seven and six and it opens up more spaces so a little bit of a caveat there for gravy um, it's very, I mean, as we're going to find with each of these, the it's quite the maze to navigate the muck. Yep. So if you're rooting for gravy, give me like two for sure. We're rooting for Doff and we're rooting for HTA, correct? Yes. If you are a gravy fan. All right. So gravy wins, Doff wins, HTA wins. Way yeah, to that's... go, gravy. You're on your way. Yep. Yep. And then... Rossford's versus Fats. I mean, he can't. Yeah, definitely a dad fan. Definitely an HTA fan. Ross versus Fats. It's there's a there's a road either way. He wants to go mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, based on my conversation with him, though, he would like, I think, Fats to win, so he can just pass Ross. Mm-hmm. Um. But maybe this changes his mind because if you're actually looking at it, I, I wrote for Gravy here that his his what he should root for root for is to thicken the muck. He wants mm-hmm. the muck as thick as possible because he can battle in a points four race, which the which two out of the three Falcoholics and and Sherrod can't are going to have a tough time battling in a points four race. So the thicker the muck, the better for Gravy, in my opinion but that's for him to decide. All right. I'm not going to be offering a whole lot in terms of analysis. I'm just (laughs) going to be teeing you up and offering opinions mostly. So that that's all good. Go gravy, go Doff, go HTA. What do we got next? That's, that's for gravy. So we're rooting for, so now if I'm rooting for Ross, what do we got? So if you're rooting for Ross, I got my notes here are Ross wants to shrink the pie, right? He wants, 
He wants gravy out. He wants gravy out. He wants alcoholics out. He wants to, to shrink the pie so he can battle for one of those two last spots. So Sherrod's, he's rooting for dad, just mm. like gravy, to beat Jack. He's rooting for HTA, just like gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's rooting for you because he needs wins and he ultimately needs wins and you beating gravy eliminates one more team from contention. That's good for him. That's one less person he has to battle for this last playoff spot. And again, with these, who are you rooting for? The assumption is that you are going to win your matchup. Just mm-hmm. want to keep that. Yeah. In all I, scenarios, winning your matchup is something that needs to happen. Yes. In all scenarios, winning your matchup is what we're assuming. You know, next week we'll get into, well, you could still lose and get in if you do this and that, but two weeks out, all assumptions here, who you're rooting for is you winning your matchup. So for Ross, shrinking the pie, he wants to get Falco out of there. So he's rooting for dad, wants to get BLR out of there. He's rooting for HTA, wants gravy out of there. He's rooting for big dog. Got it. He wants to get the ankle biters off of his ankles. Correct. Shake them off. He's trying to shake off the hangers. Yeah. Got you, Ross. I'll get it done. Yep. And then same deal. Ross and Falcoholics are literally within a point of each other. And they had the same exact record. <laughs> what a journey those two have been on this year. Yep. So journey. it's so it's the same, it's the same thing, except he's rooting for fats. Because he wants okay. to shrink the pie too. So where Ross is rooting for dad for Jack to lose, Jack is rooting for Ryan for Sherrod to lose because he wants to shrink the pie. So he's rooting mm-hmm. for you to beat gravy. Same thing. Shake the hangers. He wants to eliminate a competitor. He's rooting for Bowman and he's rooting for fats. Right. I mean, Gravy's barely hanging on as a, as a mucker as it is. So it's time to just finish, you know, finish him final fatality. Yeah. Take him off the chessboard. Yep. Yep. We, we have covered that. So, you know, a loss for Gravy kills him, which is what Mm -hmm. Ross and Jack really would like. (laughs) Now, BLR is different from that moving on to Mm -hmm. being a fan of BLR. BLR is different from that because of his points for it's, it's elite compared to Falco and Ross, right? Correct. Yep. So I have here for BLR is sort of in the eye of the beholder. There's, there's mm. two roads that he could travel here. So first off, he's got a good matchup versus HTA this week. Mm-hmm. So in that case, he could root sort of aggressively in order to move up the standings as far as he could which the alternative to that would be who gives a shit. I don't care about fourth place. I just want to, if I get sixth place, it's fine. I just want to make the playoffs. So there's two ways BLR could go because of his points for, um, I think that, you know, Ben right now is just thinking about punching his ticket. Mm -hmm. So who he wants to root for would start with you. Okay. Uh, since the buy is out of the picture for BLR, since he can't make up three wins on me or dad, knocking out gravy eliminates one team behind him mm-hmm. again. Um, however, there's the alternate there that gravy beating you and Ben beating Bowman would mm-hmm. tie you guys. And, uh, and the points for leaps and the points for and the him. points for leaps leapfrogs him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's a big time choose your own adventure for BLR. He could whether you or Gravy wins, he could he could root either way. It just depends on what he what he wants to do. If he's trying to get people off his heels, root for you. If he's trying to move up the standings as far as possible, he's rooting for Gravy. I'm gonna put myself in the POV of a BLR fan. Okay. I don't think he's worried about gravy at all. Okay. I think he knows he's going to clean up this W this week. And he wants to leapfrog into that fourth place, especially because there's just, you know, with the pod stirring the pot, mm-hmm. with a lot of the chatter, there's a lot of rage brewing. There's a lot of, I told you so <laughs> that he wants to get out. So landing safely in a fourth place spot after beating doubt, being doubted the whole year, 
I think that's the adventure that BLR wants to choose. So I could see him rooting for Gravy in this situation. Okay. With, with that same reasoning, then he's rooting for Ross. Mm-hmm. Because Ross beating Fats would take both of those teams to seven and six. And BLR owns a 100-point lead on Fats and a 180-point lead on Ross. So sort of similar to if we're taking that adventure for BLR that he's trying to aggressively move up as, as much as possible, thickening the muck similar to gravy is, is how he wants it. Mm-hmm. So, because so he would be the king of the muck if we were all mucked up together. Correct. BLR would, you would have to pass the crown, which I know you don't want to do. <laughs> I have enjoyed being the muck Lord for the last, I guess that's uh, surpassed me last week, but you know, I got the belt back. I have enjoyed yeah. being the muck lord, and it would be with heavy heart that I would pass it along. <laughs> okay, so Ben becoming muck lord is, I think, what we're we're landing on here. So mm-hmm. in that case, BLR roots for gravy, and BLR roots for Ross. Mm-hmm. And then straight to the point, he's rooting for Dad. He can't catch Dad, but he that gives him a game up on Falco, which is what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. So really, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll revisit BLR next week based on what happens. But the big picture here is that wins from you, or sorry, wins from Gravy and Ross and Dad would make him king of the muck. However, here's, here's kind of the thing. I did write this. I should have put this at the top. The alternative, the safe route for Ben is that wins from you, wins from Fats, and wins from Dad would essentially punch his ticket to the playoffs because of his PF advantage. He would then own a one-game lead over Jack and Sherrod with an assumed 100 point, points for advantage. So that that is the, the main thing. So he roots for Gravy and Ross to become king of the muck and go th- go for fourth spot. But if you and Ryan win, he's basically in, yeah. even though he's sixth. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I just I see him as seeing himself as as a cut above the other teams and just hasn't gotten his fair shake yet with the matchups. Yep. So yeah, just putting myself in BLR's mentality and thus BLR's fan base's mentality. Um, I think they see themselves as, as uh, holy aioli better better than the muck people. Okay, king of the muck for BLR. That's what the mm-hmm. pod's going for, king of the muck. And frankly, he wouldn't even accept the crown because he doesn't see himself as muck, just a guy that got a bad shake for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> His PA has, has come down. He's now PA3. He was blowing everybody out of the water in points against, and now it's come back. He's got some good luck. Uh, Coming. Low key, big dog receiving a lot of points against. Yep. Tough, uh, tough shake. I'll, before we get to fats, I would like to back up to Ross just really quickly because I just noticed this. Ross has made triple digit moves this year. Ross, you have 100 moves on the season. You've hit the century mark. That is 31 moves more than the, than the second place mover which would be gravy train with 69. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to call that out. Ross, century mark, triple digits. Good work, man. Well, 70 of those were just his quarterback position. So you have to kind of account for that. <laughs> you got to watch out playing for Ross. There's high churn. Yeah. <laughs> high churn in the Ross organization. <laughs> but loyalty is main. You're either, you're either in or you're out. There's no yeah. in between. Okay, let's move on to facts. So Fats, still choose your own adventure, but I think, but there is a scenario where Fats straight clinches a playoff spot this week if he beats Ross. So I think that's what he's ultimately rooting for this week. What Uh, is the clinching scenario? Yeah, so Fats clinches by the teams below him losing. So he's he's rooting for you, which is maybe the most subjective one because he might want to try and pass you. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you guys are are close in points, but he still can, even if you win and he wins, he's just going to outscore you by seven, right? Mm-hmm. So he's rooting for you. Um, Gravy can't catch him, and he and eliminates him. He's rooting for HTA, 
which you know everyone four through nine except for blr obviously is rooting for the hta upset and then dad makes it hard for falco to catch fats even if he even if he loses to Sherrod, a dad win makes it hard for jack to find him so fats clinches if he wins you win hta wins and dad wins gotcha that's that's the scenario for fats big dog hta and dad that's who fats is rooting for all right and is there like a top end scenario he's rooting for, or are we just, I think he's, I honestly think he's just focused on clinching considering yeah. he had resigned himself to the lemon maid stand for at least six weeks this year. I think so. I think too. he just wants to be done yeah. with the stress. Yeah, I think so too. And again, there's fats might be with his, with his current roster, like his injuries, Swift's not going to play. He might not even play next week. Um, there's probably I mean, also, some, go ahead, go ahead. There's probably some like savvy things that he might be able to root for in terms of like losses. Like he's probably in that scenario, he might be rooting for gravy because it keeps him. He's definitely rooting for HTA hundred percent, but he may Mm -hmm. root for gravy a little bit to knock you down a peg. But like I said, short term, two weeks out just this week, he clinches. If he wins, you win HTA and dad win. I think that's what he's rooting for. I think so too. He wants to have, you know, a little bit more of his mind to be able to focus on becoming a dad this week. Yep. And then if his ticket is punched, the father bowl is almost just like a fun exhibition game for him. You know? Yeah. He can have then, fun. Can, oh shit. And you know what? I might be, I might be rooting for a playoff uh, clincher for fats. Cause then they can have fun with the father bowl. If they decide to do like a one V one or a three V three or, <laughs> I don't know, just something goofy with it if it can be an exhibition. You can always count on fast to get creative when there is room to have fun. That would be pretty fun. If yeah. uh, fats, so the a quick segue, we're very in tune with, with Ryan's stuff, so um, or with Ryan's potential fatherhood, Monday will be the day, the last possible day. Brooke will be induced on Monday night. So, an early congrats to fats on fatherhood at the very latest Monday night. Hipster hipster dog dad bod will officially become a dad. Yeah. So we're rooting in that case, we're rooting for fats to clinch pod is, is team fats rooting for big dog rooting for HTA rooting for dad so that the father bowl can be a nice, fun, relaxing (laughs) matchup instead of, high stress doesn't that sound fun you know doesn't that sound fun don't we want just like a chill father bowl we're all for peace and prosperity here like we want the father bowl to be just like a backyard barbecue (laughs) that sounds instead of instead of a bar fight (laughs) norse is already checked out anyway so the only one i think who would be stressed would be facts but i don't know you could get you could low-key get norse up heart pumping for this kind of matchup yeah, so I guess that even if it's not the best scenario for me, uh, sorry, Ross, we're not rooting for you this week. Yeah, or gravy. That's that's worst scenario for gravy and Jack, really. Yeah. Um, anyway, fats clinches if that happens. So the the current muck lord, you yourself, big dog, a little bit less of a choose your own adventure for yourself because of the matchups. You're just rooting to distance yourself from the pack here. Yes. You want to hold a one-game lead for the fourth spot going into week 14, right? Assuming it went over gravy. So Ross yes. versus Fats, potentially the trickiest here, but you're rooting for Ross in this scenario. Um, gets It gets Ryan one game back of you, assuming the W, right? So he's mm-hmm. off your heels a little bit. Still got to be careful with BLR. But oh, I'm terrified of BLR. So talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, we can get into that maybe a little bit more next week because we'll know the actual scenarios of where people will land, what kind of matchups will, will happen going into the first week of the playoffs. So let's table that for next week. 
Fair enough. But a wit, but Ross beating Ryan and you beating gravy is one step closer for you controlling your own destiny for the four spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, HTA, obviously we, uh, we just skimmed BLR there, but. BLR public enemy number one in the muck this week, by the way. We're I all have, scared of him. Everyone is rooting for, for Bowman. And Bowman's been talking a lot about playing spoiler. This would be a league-wide uh, cheer for Bowman if he beat BLR and the ultimate spoil <laughs> for BLR. That, I mean, it's, it's the biggest matchup for basically – for like six teams. <laughs> But I literally also, you're the only one not rooting for Dolph. So Dolph yes, is also Dolph correct. is the hero of the week as well. Yeah. Dolph and HTA are the heroes that the entire muck needs. Um I, ha- I literally have written here that BLR is the buzz saw that's ready to tear through the fucking muck. Jesus. <laughs> that is terrifying and accurate. Um, and that Big Dog and Fats are next in line for the carnage if BLR wins. Yeah, that we're uh, it's going to be a big bloody mess of body parts if BLR comes within spitting distance of us. Yep. So this is this is interesting. I, I said I'm, I mentioned to you yesterday that I kind of took like who the people are into these opinions on who you should root for. So for you, Dad versus Falco is kind of interesting, and I went for you going for gold. So you're rooting for you're rooting for Falco, even though it thickens the muck for you. But 50 points is not an insurmountable mountain to climb in two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So you're still within striking distance, you know, technically, of Doff. So if Jack, if you beat Gravy and Jack beats dad you're only one game back and all it takes is a massive week and you could leapfrog him for three i would love that and it's also something that i call him so i'd like to be right about that yep and i I have here in the same vein you're rooting for bayou (laughs) the first bayou sighting in these in this analysis 60 points away from me also not insurmountable and i have been so fucking shit lately um, you still are we have sh- that today, or are we just not going to touch that? Um, we can. I'm I'm last on this since I'm second because we don't have cool. to talk about Brett. Cool. Um, so we can get there, but um, technically, you're you can still play for the buy. So, um, you root for Jack. Choose your own adventure for Jack and Dad. Do you want to go for gold? Do you want to? get the other teams below you as far away as possible. That's up mm-hmm. to, for you to decide, but you're definitely rooting for Bayou because that doesn't hurt you if he wins and it brings me one game closer to you. All right, go Bayou. <laughs> um, all right, Doff. Doff, uh, me and Doff are a little bit different here since we've clinched. So the muck doesn't really affect us that much, even though, I'm sure both of us are still scared of BLR. <laughs> um, but Dolph, yep, a win, a win, and a uh, <clears throat> a win, and he's uh, you or a win and a fats or you loss. Neither team can catch Dolph, so he's rooting for Ross and he's rooting for Gravy to get you, um, get you off his heels. Rooting for Bayou. That's the biggest biggest person that Dolph is rooting for this week um, because he wants that buy that I currently have. Uh, Bayou win and a uh, a Bayou win and a Dad win puts him in second place, and that would feel mm-hmm. fucking that would feel fucking good for Dad. We can talk about that after the beginning, the whole J.K. Dobbins thing, the the roster management. He kind of, if you noticed, he kind of beat his chest a little bit a little bit a little either bit. either this morning was it. it this morning or last night i forget but basically came out and said my management was fucking strong this year and that's why i am where i am so a bayou win and a win for dad would put him in second place and that would 
he's going to be feeling himself if that happens. And oh, that yeah. would mean that going into the last week of the season that our two new guys are one and two, which is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we are just fucking washed and not as good as we think we are. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but there is a little caveat here. So if things don't start off well for Dolph in his matchup, Falco looks good. Then he's rooting for Gravy and Ross to thicken the muck, make it so nobody can catch him for the third seed. Um, you know, keep himself up there, playing the sixth seed, going into the playoffs, whoever that may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, same same deal as Doff, uh, except the biggest person I'm rooting for is Jack. I if I beat Bayou and Jack beats Doff, that gives me one game lead for for the bye. Uh, if I don't start well, then I'm rooting for Gravy and Ross, just like Dad just to keep you and and fats away from me. Yeah, I guess you kind of want to just like survive this uh this really dry spell and hold on to your two spot. Yeah, so I've scored 130 points combined in the last three weeks or the last two weeks. How you doing? You doing all right? Uh How are you feeling thing, about the squad. Things things were dark <laughs> on Monday. Things were very mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, after last night's game, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. And I started to feel a little bit better around Wednesday when like CD was good to go. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks co- offensive coordinator came out and was like, we have to get DK Metcalf the ball. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Um, James Robinson still a little iffy for, for this week, but i things were a little dark there on Monday. I watched the game with Ryan too, and I was playing him, and I was like, maybe there's this little small smidgen of hope that DK could put up like a almost a 40 burger, and then he didn't see a catch until like two minutes left in the game. And you got your boy James Conner coming back off a bye. Conner's back. Yep. Yep. You're rock. You're stable. That's that's where I uh, I kind of re-upped my confidence this week is I have. It's not like I've been working with a full team, even though I've still had, you know, cup this week, cup was on by two weeks ago. Um, I didn't have CD, et cetera. Last week I didn't have Connor. I didn't have CD again. Um, but I- I'm feeling a comeback. I'm hoping this, I keep reading this squeaky wheel narrative for DK. DK is probably the X factor for me going forward all the way through the playoffs and everything. Cause if he can get right, I get my wide receivers back. Um, I mean, the connection is, is elite as Russell Wilson and Metcalf just can't be dysfunctional for longer than it has. Yeah. I mean, they should, well, I don't know what else they have to lose except for force feeding him. He's Seriously. the biggest, fastest player on the field. Like why don't they Seriously. just give him the ball? Yeah. Just throw him the damn football. Who's what? It's either that or hand it off to Alex Collins up the fucking middle, dude. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Ryan and I were talking about that actually. I picked up Collins a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "This is perfect. I have DK and I have Collins, so Russell can either throw it up to DK in the end zone and he can catch it for a touchdown, or maybe there's some right. PI and they just hand it off to Collins and he gets a a goal line score. <laughs> Neither of those things happened for three straight weeks." They've somehow all been mediocre. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling better. CD's performance last night was good. 13 targets. Very nice. Um, how about you? How are you feeling about the squad? Uh, how, I mean, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it sucks that Ingram couldn't get anything. That was one of the worst quarterback performances I've ever seen and the ripple effects that it had outside of that wide receiver that Brett has. I can't remember his name, but I mean, Mark Ingram, you have to set a 10 point floor for him. It's like, it's almost like unconscionable that they couldn't get him more than three points, but I guess they were mixing it up with Ty Montgomery in the running game. Taysom Hill does a lot himself. True that. I, uh, that was horrendous. And now I'm, you know, looking at the trade, I knew the trade was already like, a loss on paper when I made it to get Kittle. Uh-huh. 
and obviously the risk was that Camara wouldn't come back, but I thought, shit, dude, at the very least, like Ingram could be mediocre, right? And then plug up that spot. And I do trust like the top to bottom depth of my starting lineup that I could just weather it. And Kittle is the kind of guy that he scored one fucking point last week. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I knew it was not like a bad trade, but like I knew it was an L on the trade when I made it. And it was to like take a flyer on doing something that could end up being super, super explosive, you know, like a league winning move versus a move that might lose me the playoffs. But I lost Zeke who has stunk, right? <laughs> Zeke only had six last night. So you didn't and miss the- much there. And the first trade was dishing Amari Cooper. Oh, and I guess Amari Cooper too. Yeah, right. so I dished, dished uh, Zeke to Ross and Amari Cooper to Alec, both of which were trades that on paper you could say I lost. But Amari was out for two games and then stunk. Zeke stunk last night and was injured last and it was injured last week. And Tony Pollard's really good. Um, so really. I'm not even defending my trade, but it's weird how the luck has worked out that it might actually still be the best one for my team. Even if it was like an L on paper and my pieces are not functioning the way that they were supposed to function. Yeah, I I agree with that. On paper, it looks like you kind of got fleeced, but if you actually look at the numbers, it's not that far off. The biggest piece piece that you're missing is Andrews. Mm -hmm. He's been the highest scorer, basically anybody. Yep. And I think involved in either of those trades, so. But if, if San Francisco is going to win this game, I mean, Seattle's just got to, still got a putrid defense. I think they can get them the football. And then say, if I get the win this week and I'm in position to lock it up next week, I'll, all signs are pointing to Kamara coming back. And then I've got, you know, my knight in shining armor that I traded for to yeah. nail down, help nail down the playoff spot for me. That's, yeah. that is what I'm counting on is that, at the very least, when it counts, I'm going to get one win that gets just locks up the season because of Kamara. So that's how I'm feeling. I love Hunter Renfro. I hope that um, Josh D- Jacobs is healthy enough to play because both of them were great last week. Mm-hmm. And that's enough about me. Let's do the picks. So to wrap up, wrap up the two-week out playoff scenario. The craziest scenario. We're going to make a crazy scenario sandwich because I started oh, this too. No. Five teams at seven and six with gravy at six and seven. In order for that to happen, supreme muck, it would be gravy beats big dog, Ross beats fats, Falco beats dad, and BLR beats HTA. That is everyone. That is five teams at seven and six and gravy at six and seven. There's not really a single person that's rooting for that except for Ben. Ben is clearly <laughs> the villain of the SPFL. This week. <laughs> yeah. um, He's the only one that just wants craziness and chaos. Yep. So to, to we'll just wrap this up. Go ahead. Um, Gravy is rooting for dad. He's rooting for fats. He's rooting for HTA. Ross rooting for dad, rooting for HTA rooting for big dog falco rooting for big dog rooting for hta and rooting for fats blr a little bit of a choose your own adventure there but he's looking for the muck so he's rooting for gravy he's rooting for ross he's rooting for falco um and he wants to win fats the clinch Fats clinches if he wins and he's rooting for you. He's rooting for Big Dog. He's rooting for HTA. He's rooting for Dad. And Big Dog rooting for uh, Ross. Yeah, rooting for Ross, rooting for HTA. Uh, Dad versus Falco. Where do you land there? Dad versus. Either it gets Jack off your heels or you get closer to Dad. I know it's going to be such a, like a beta male response, but I just want to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Last year was really stressful into the finish. If you remember, I was making a shit ton of trades, the Gronk mm-hmm. one that everyone shot on and I got close two years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but I benched seat for a 30 burger and I ended up missing the playoffs by wow. like points four. <sighs> so I've had close playoff situations as have everybody. 
but in my short exposure to this league, two out of my, two of my experiences have already come down to the wire with playoff chances. And I really just want to be, I just want to fucking relax. <laughs> I want to be <laughs> rooting for dad. I am Jack at her. Okay. Screw it. Like the elite, let's just, you know, for, fortify um, the elites at the top, let the muck fight amongst themselves. I need to just get the win and separate myself. Yep. So the, so the biggest ones you're rooting for, you're rooting for dad, you're rooting for HCA and actually you're rooting for Ross, Ross, HCA and dad is who you're rooting for. Cause with a win that would put you a game up on just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Let's make some picks. Get Sounds good. Here. Should we do an update first so that I can brag again? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, so two weeks ago, I know this stuff's out of date, guys, because we do this every two weeks. Or was, I don't know when it was. But when we last did this, um, you went three and three, and I went three and three. So you did not move the needle, I'm afraid. And you are running out of time for the, with these picks. And sure. we'll extend it into the playoffs, you know. Yeah. As, as this league has a, you know, the league, this league does not end with the regular season. We can keep doing picks into the championship. But as it stands, I am 27 and nine with four week wins and a tie. You are 21 and 15 with one week win and a tie. So I'm six games back. Or no, eight games back. I forget what you said. Seven minus one is six. Yes, 27 to 21. It's 27 to 21. So I'm six games back. All right. You are six games back relatively well there's some there's some close ones and there's kind of some cut and dry ones here so let's go through it let's do it oh let's try. wait can we start with uh before we go in order uh bfsf north what do you got uh bfsf uh bfsf cool moving on <laughs> 12 v 1 baby hey <laughs> father versus future father there too Brad is yes Indeed, great point. We shouldn't be leaving him out of these father bowl conversations. No, because we, although we can lead to the philosophers when someone becomes a father. Whoa, don't step in that big dog. <laughs> Leave philosophy, politics, everything out of this. Yes. It's purely chewing tobacco and spitting up in here. Yeah. Guys, it was just a prank. Don't get mad. Um, go ahead. What do you got? For who? Big dog gravy train. Let's start there. The most. I think a very heated and contentious matchup, very evenly matched. Very heated and contentious matchup, very evenly matched. If Brady Brady and Evans combine for a good stack, I think you're done for. But they haven't done that in a couple weeks. Um, I'm going to make you pick first because you like to be contrarian to me to try to catch up. So go. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to take gravy. All right. Gravy. I'm going to take gravy. You know why? Because either I get a win or I win the pick. So I can't lose. <laughs> Hedge your happiness, baby. Also, if we're being honest with our with ourselves, I think the Ingram dud versus the Pollard, like Ingram versus Pollard needed to go the opposite direction of what it did to get me off to a good start. Yep. I think the upside play for both of us and the X factor for the week, I'm actually going to predict the winner of this wins the week. We have our defenses facing off against each other with two putrid teams. We got, I have the Giants against Miami and he is Miami against the Giants. And we are both just betting on a completely messy turnover battle where both teams offenses suck and cough the ball up. That's pretty funny. Yes. That will be a highly watched game. I'm, I'm so pumped game. for that one. <laughs> Get ready to watch some crappy football. It's simple. <laughs> I am a dimes truther. If dimes is who he says he is, he's going to come through for me this week. And he's not drop. playing. He's out. Yeah. Glennon is starting. Oh fuck. Well, that <laughs> might be bad for turnover because he fumbles the ball. So goddamn much. <laughs> that might be bad for gravy. Yeah. That boring ass Glennon is just going to stink and maybe only turn the ball over once. <laughs> here you go Saquon this is going to happen to Saquon 30 times here you go I also like my wide receivers more than his I mean what has Judy really done this year seriously yeah. what has he done Not he hasn't much. done anything sorry and Russell Gage is fine he had a really nice week last week but I had him last year for extended stretches and got shit about it because he's not that great so the only would... uh the only thing there too for 
gravy is Sanders as well. Jalen Hurts might not play. Boston Scott's out. Uh, so it might, it and might he is full heavy. practice. Yep, yep, yep. It might be a heavy Sanders workload. So against the Jets, one. damn, that might just that might. And obviously, Daryl Henderson against Jacksonville yep. um, is question. Always oh, questionable. He's got Sony though on the bench. I believe he does. So he's got the That's insurance just, policy for. Daryl. Damn, he's got two nice running back matchups. Yeah, but I got Devontae Freeman who has one broken tackle but gets goal line work. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it crazy? I I think we got to just address this fantasy one real quick, just relative to like how actually skilled of a football player he is at this point. He's not very skilled. (laughs) He's not very good, but he's gotten me double digits. Um, One, two, three, four out of the last six weeks. And the other two were seven and six. It's not... I didn't lose me the game. Yeah, I mean, that's what Latavius did for me in the first six weeks of the season. 10, 10 to 12 so, points with a touchdown every week. That's why I rostered him. Lock it in, even though we hate watching it for the Ravens. We're rooting um, for Dem- cool. DuVernay to play running back. That's what we're rooting for. Hey, DuVernay, DuVernay, we've been on that since day one, bro. I know, you've been screaming. All right, bye. From the damn mountaintops. Uh, Bayou strikes. What do you got? Uh, I'm taking myself, even though Bayou uh, put up a 17 from Dallas last night. Gravy mentioned it. I've been getting killed on Thursdays by defense. And that touchdown at the end of the game was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, they were down by 10. There was three minutes left. They're just trying to, like, go for the touchdown and then kick the onside kick and try and do it that way. And he just throws it right to the big man and he fucking God damn it. Unbelievable. That was two. Those last two picks were so pathetic, dude. Yeah. They were bad. Like I know yeah. Lamar had four picks last week, but it was a diff completely different universe from those picks. Yeah. The end of the game touchdown for saints did, did uh, save me three points. He had 20 before that touchdown like right at the end of the game so that helped mm-hmm. um but yeah brutal luck for me on facing defenses on thursday but i'm still taking myself um because currently mckissick is out for this game and prater doesn't have another running back so he is going off the waivers to get a starting running back so I th- i'm gonna take i'm gonna take that edge take myself mm-hmm. um i'm gonna take you as well uh i think cup and connor roll lamar no tj watt this week right no tj watt sweet i think i mean lamar still got double digits with four picks i gotta know Taysom hill the current champion of fantasy points with four picks in a game this year he still managed to get to 20 right under rushing yards yep yep lamar only 13 points with four picks is Taysom hill a better no i'm just kidding uh Lamar is going to be fine. I think Connor and Cup are just going to be so stout that you're not going to lose. X Factor, Ramondre. Who knows? He's got, he's got the top end, but no floor whatsoever yep. because Bill hates Bell Cow running backs, as always. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens as we get closer to Sunday. Jeff Wilson or Jamar Jefferson could make their way into the starting roles. All right. Um, Let's see. Fats Ross. Another, this is the muckiest matchup of the week. This is the muckiest matchup of the week. Uh, no Swift for Ryan. It's tough. That's tough. So he's got the Giants boys, Slayton and Barkley. Uh, I'm going to take Ross to stay hot. It's going to be close, though, I think. I'm going to take Ross. I'm not, I'm not doing this to play defense because I know you got to find matchups where um, you've been pro Ross the whole time. I knew what I was doing. I'm rolling. I am rolling with Ross as well. Uh, Swift is just a big blow. That's a, that's a big hole. That's going to need to be filled. Yep. Phrasing. Um, let's see. Yeah. I, I, I like Ross. I like Ross in this spot. Ross how about Kendrick's decline. How about Kendrick Bourne? That's yep. really fun. Finally, Ross picks up a wide receiver worth a day. <laughs> and waddle i mean he's i would say sticking with waddle has paid off as well yeah and i forgot that he's the one that i got mark andrews to i took so i took him from doff and gave him to ross to yeah. ross yeah. yeah there you go yeah i got ross and obviously la rams against jacksonville when the entire world is saying that the rams are screwed yeah they're gonna come out pissed Von get right Miller, get right Von Miller is gonna beat up on trevor lawrence 
that's gonna be a mean that's gonna be a mean game dude I agree. like the rams are gonna be fucking mean to them because it's gonna be like hey we're so back and then everybody's gonna be like yeah but it was the jaguars you got to win another one <laughs> so yeah all right blrhti i think this one's closer than expected i'm going to go with oh, man but i picked blr for playoffs all right we're rolling with blr I kind of wanted BLR, to, dude. I kind of wanted to shock the world and take HTA in the upset for the entire mark for the entire muck, but we're going well, talk to talk yourself through it. Talk yourself through it. Why were you even thinking about HTA? Was it a heart decision? Did you see things that you liked? Yeah. So the, it's the matchups for BLR new England against Diggs. They're going to take them. I think they, they're going to do what the Colts did. I don't know if anybody's been watching in season hard knocks, but they had, they basically laid out the blueprint on HBA, HBO on how to stop Josh Allen, where you just kind of contain him. Right. Like, let him try and beat you with his arm. Don't let him escape. Um, Is that the too high thing that people keep talking about? The like defensive scheme that's like hard for Mahomes and Allen to deal with, or is it something else? I guess. Yeah. They the terminology that they were using was keep him in the well. That's what they kept saying. Keep him. Is in that the like well. the. Is that like the middle and like the the intermediate part of the field, basically? Yeah, like don't don't let him get rolling out because once he starts rolling out, that's when he makes dynamic plays. I got think. it, got it. Um, but I just see the matchups not great. I mean, Deontay Johnson, who knows how that game's going to go? Godwin's good and Mixon's good, but um, Harris, same thing against Buffalo D. It's not a great matchup. The only thing why I'm sticking with BLR is just because HTA's running backs are, I mean, he's got to start Daryl Williams because CMC's out and CEH is back. So, I mean, who knows? But I'm just going to, I'm going to stay with BLR just because he's got, it's a, it's better for him on paper, but I could see a dud from him, which would open up the door for HTA. Stay which in is, BLR. Which is why I'm picking HTA. You're taking HTA, all right. I'm taking HTA. Um, Pat Mahomes had a bad week last week coming off a of bye. I don't know the stats about Andy Reid coming off a of bye, but I know I've heard them over the years, and they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> he is Denver, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Denver's defense. Off the Denver's defense uh, is fine, but Mahomes is 11-0 against them, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's lost to the Broncos, and I don't think he's lost in Denver. And his entire oh no they're at home oh dude yeah so Mahomes is gonna wax Folk is the best kicker in football right now AJ Green just needs to have I don't know seven to eleven points and then Javante having a nice little breakout week last week that was fun yep that's what that's what he's I know I mean Javante's had a really good year yeah I like Javante a lot I was hounding HTA about a month ago to try and trade for him and he just would not let him go because he knew same deal yep yeah. I, I, but so you say Daryl Williams, what about Boston Scott? He's the only thing is that Ben still has Damian Harris on the bench. So he can sub him in. True, 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 true. For Boston Scott. Not to say that Damian Harris, I mean, has a brutal matchup against Buffalo, but still Mm -hmm. obviously starting caliber player. Well, I'll be, I'll be the brave one that takes a stand and says HTA. Okay. I'm here for the whole league, man. BLR is the villain this week. (laughs) Hey, can I hold on? All right. So last one of the week, Falco Doff. Talk talk it through. You don't have to pick yet. Obviously, by the way, 24 points with four picks. I mean, that's that's ideal. Even without the forget the forget the shit on paper. 25 from Taysom is Jack is pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is. I mean, that's that quarterback was an abject failure last night and he got him 24 points. Yeah, Jack is whooping right now. Man, I think Hop if if Hopkins plays, that's a big boost for Falco. Really, in this one, it's like, oh man, it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna take Falco. Okay. I'm going to take Falco because of his run. I think Eli Mitchell and Madison both have great matchups. Eli versus Seattle, Madison versus Detroit. Those are awesome. He can go head to head with Najee and Eckler there. 
we've been we we've been great against the run the past couple games, so I don't think there's going to be much for Najee. But Dad does have Gibson sitting there in the flex, and there's no McKissick this week, so Gibson could see more receptions. Eckler obviously beast. Um, I think it's going to be a tight one, but taking Falco. Gibson had 36 touches last week. Yep, it's a lot of touches. It's a lot of touches. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's a lot of touches. <laughs> I think there's probably you. I think you can expect the same amount this week. He only turned 36 touches into 20 points, though. If he scores some more touchdowns, that could easily be a 30 burger. We'll see. I I want to know what you thought when you saw him pick up uh, Casey's defense and drop the Eagles, who are playing the Jets and who have done well against bad teams this year. What you what What did you think of that? Um, because I thought it was odd. I remember being yeah, that is odd. I didn't, get I didn't even see it. Very strange. That's all right. They, I mean, I forget which game it was, but it was a couple weeks ago. They absolutely beat up. Oh, it was the Lions. They scored like twenty something points as a defense against the Lions, and they've had good matchups. I tell you why. He's going for. Dad's probably looking at the playoffs, right? So Casey's defense week 16 or week 15 through 17 is chargers pittsburgh cincinnati so actually i guess that doesn't even really work for that because and he has a defense on the bench yep ross is barfing right now just looking at that (laughs) we do need to have ross on he's got opinions about the the bench just a little preview for one of our next podcasts ross is hopping mad all right, well, not golf, but a, le- a, a few things in our league that he's seen about about his bench. He, yes, he, Ross also wants you know four, 13, two, four, six. He also wants twelve flex spots, and that's all of fantasy football. So we've got we we did receive uh, some bullet points from Ross this week. So Ross, you have been heard. This week yeah. is not your week, but we will have you on to discuss. I hope you're enjoying your honeymoon. So who are you? Who are you going with, Falco or Dad? Uh, so we've got Ayuk without Debo. We know that for sure. Correct. Yeah. Ayuk without Debo. Darnell Mooney, who's on fire. Najee Harris, who is as set as forget as it gets. Eckler, who I traded, so he's just going to continue to be amazing. <laughs> And Antonio Gibson, who's going to get the most touches in the league this week. Uh, so for me, it's an easy doff. Okay. Not easy because he's going to crush him, but because of the circumstances of his lineup. And then Pitts, I mean, Pitts has been awful for six weeks now. Cooks has been consistent enough. I guess we'll see if Hopkins plays, like you said. Eli Mitchell, really nice to see him have a big game last week and playing against a bad Seattle team this week. Love the head start that he gets with Hill. He was not anticipating 24 points, I don't think, even though I dropped it in the chat that he would have an awful game and score 30. I don't think Jack thought in his wildest dreams he'd get 24 in a game like that. Um, I just think Dolph, top to bottom, has so many opportunities to have guys with 15 to 20 points this week. And they have a, a better chance of hitting than not. All right. Is that the only one we disagree on? No, no. We got, I got you two of those. So I'll run them through again. Big dog gravy train. Big dog has gravy. Strikes has gravy. Bayou strikes. Big dog has strikes. Strikes has strikes. Fats Ross. Big dog has Ross. Strikes has Ross. And this is our two contended ones. BLRHTA, Big Dog is HTA, the hero of the muck. Strikes has BLR, the villain of the muck. Uh, Falco Doff, Big Dog has Doff. Strikes has Falco. And BFSF Norse, Big Dog has BFSF. Strikes has BFSF. Interesting that we are aligned on picking you when Bayou is kind of like the, he's like the, HTA of the elite teams this week because he could cause some muck with a win over you. He could. Yep. But I don't think it happens. I think we both are aligned that that's just not possible with a few of his roster holes. All right. Well, good. So I think we next week we'll say uh, one of those teams will get somebody, whoever it ends up being, 
who's fighting for the last spot or the fifth seed or something, get them on the horn next week to join us for the final one before the playoffs. Um, but as always, it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Strikes. I love our sessions. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Yeah, later. Bye.